Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Michael LeBourne. Michael is the author of three self-published books, and the latest one is gonna is, just came out, right? It's Taste and See, and he also wrote The Master Narrative and More Than a Number. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here, and please tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, so my story is, it's a little interesting. Um, uh, so I've spent a long time in the church since I was little, actually. Um, and uh, probably about four or five years ago, God really began to challenge me to uh, pursue a more organic Christianity. Uh, meaning that sounds, that sounds threatening. It does not, I don't know I what it is. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea what it is. <laughs> it just means um, a, a Christianity that's more focused on community rather than structure. Um, okay. So we just, you know, loving God, loving people and learning to grow together. It's not, it's not hugely different. We just talk differently. It's, a, it's all about community as opposed to about doing this and that. Um, so, um, so we started a house church and um, my writing has really shifted um, in that direction more towards freedom and fullness and community. Um, and that's, that's honestly, if you talk to the people who know me, that's really going to set up who I am, loving God and community. Okay, good. And so we uh, just said that you have self-published three books. So would you uh, mind telling us what they're about and why did you want to yes. write about th this topic? Absolutely. So the master narrative, actually, um, I would say that was really birthed to me a really long time ago. Um, for well over a decade, I've kind of been that guy at my church, you know, where... Um, and that's people... the first one, right? Just to make sure... Yeah. I... Okay, yeah. so we're starting with the first one. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, I was kind of that guy where, you know, if you wanted to go a little deeper, you wanted to understand something, you would text me or call me or come hang out and, and have dinner and talk. Um, and over time, I realized, you know, there's just not a lot of Christians um, that really look at the Bible as a whole source of information, as, as one story being told. We, we don't really care about context all that much. We're more focused on a new revelation. You know what I mean by that? You know, it's all about, I want the new thought. Um, and so I, I really, I wanted to resource Christians to read the Bible well. Um, and so I took the Old Testament book by book, and I kind of, kind of painted a picture of what was going on behind the scenes, the history, the culture, the context, um, and kind of showed the readers how all of these books are really working together to say one thing, to really lift up the person of Jesus. You wanted to yeah. share, your, share your message with more people than yeah. just like your community and friends that were asking you yeah. questions. So it was a way for you to to do that, right? A hundred percent, especially like, you know, when I say organic or Christianity or when I say house church, most people really don't know what I'm talking about. They're just like, well, okay, you're a weirdo. After writing your first book, like I, I'm not sure how much time that took you, but like you decided to work a second, to write a second one and a third one. So tell me a little bit about, about that, your process. Like, did you have more to say about the same thing or did you move on to, to some other topic? Like what did you write about? Well, Honestly, I've been writing for a long time. I've written a lot more than three books. Those are just the three I'll stand by. Um, uh, <laughs> I, as a young person, I, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote before anybody told me you need to write well. So I, I learned and I grew as an author. Um, but 
when I wrote um, Master Narrative, I was just, I was hungry for people to read the word well. But then I was like, you know, I'm also hungry for people to just love the body of Jesus well. So I, I wouldn't say that I write about the same thing. I write about different, um, but I do at the same time. Like how long did it take you to write your first book? Did it take you a long time? Not long. My first book, um, it was a terrible book. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not know how to write. I was a 16-year-old. Um, I need to go and rewrite that book at some point. Nobody go buy it, so I'm not even going to name it. But um, <laughs> but um, it probably took me about three months. I had actually preached a, a, a message at youth group. And afterwards, like nearly every kid in the youth group had come to me and said, I I don't know what to do now. That just messed me up. And I was like, well, I need to get this before more people then. Uh, so I, I, I put it down on paper. It probably took me three or four months. And I wrote it with pen and a little journal. I had okay. three or four journals. Oh, that was a nightmare to type up. Never do that. If you're a first-time author out there, do not do that. <laughs> that's good. We're looking for advice for first-time authors. So that's going to be one of them. <laughs> so you hand, like, you hand wrote a whole book and then you had to I type did. it. Okay. That was a, a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> People now use speech to text so they don't have to type. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it has become much easier to, to write a book. And um, yeah, that, that was my next question. Like, do you have other advice for people who are aspiring authors? Absolutely. I have a couple of pieces of advice that I would really uh, throw out there. One would be surround yourself with people that are passionate about what you're passionate about, not just about writing, um, but, but about what you're writing about. For me, um, early on, that was my mom, but since then it's become several you know, colleagues and friends. Um, but just people that are passionate about what you're writing about because they're going to hype you up when you get in that rut, when you get, when you don't know how to continue, when you worry about what people will think about what you're writing, you just, Hey, Hey, read this real quick. And they're ready to hype you up and to throw you back <laughs> in the game. And you can't quit because the people that you love are waiting for this book. You can't quit because they're, they're not going to be nice about it. You have to keep, keep going. You have to finish. But I also, like that because sometimes like you just feel like giving up and then to have a support system. That's a very good advice. Yeah. Yeah, people that not just people who care about you, but people who are passionate about that subject because they will keep you going. But also, I think it's equally important to have people in your corner who will be honest with you. I think one of the biggest roadblocks to my career early on um, was that I, there was a lot of room for growth in my writing and in my thinking, and everybody loved me too much to tell me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like those people who go on American Idol in these contests and you're like, you thought you could sing? Well, my family <laughs> told me I could. So I think, I don't, I'm not saying surround yourself with people that are mean, but surround yourself with people who will say, hey, this could be better. Let's do, let's do this differently. Yeah, um, but do you think they were able to critique now. your work or maybe they were unable to, create, to criticize? I think some of them wouldn't have noticed, um, but some of them later on, I'm looking back at my, my early work and I'm like, even my blog, I'm just like, <laughs> y'all were liking this and commenting on it and they're like yeah we didn't think it was good but we love you i was like you should have told me i was putting this out for the whole world <laughs> okay so it's good to have some honest feedback to to grow as a writer yeah that's good advice yeah. and more than that like what advice would you give to someone who wants to self-publish because you've gone through self-publishing many times like, what advice do you give to people um, I would say two things. One, don't be afraid. 
It is not as hard as it sounds. When I started writing, self-publishing was a joke, just to be honest. This was probably 15 years ago. And oh my goodness, I'm 30. It just, it just hit me. I'm 30 <laughs> in a couple of weeks. It just hit me hard. But um, <laughs> back then, um, the idea of self-publishing was really a joke. If you did that, everybody laughed at you. They said you'd never make it. Um, that's not true anymore. Now there are a lot of platforms for you and there are a lot of resources available to help you succeed. Um, so I would say don't be afraid or ashamed of that. And on the other side, don't be afraid to learn because there's a lot you will have to learn. There are a lot of mistakes you're going to make. There are a lot of decisions that you think are good ones that more experienced authors are going to say, don't do that. Listen to them. <laughs> Listen to them. <laughs> like, there's no way you can hit publish and just like everything's perfect all the time. Like you have to go to accept that you're going to learn and grow as you go. Absolutely. But if obviously some people can coach you and give you advice, then that's better. Like you can, you yeah. can uh, not have those mistakes. And I, a lot of self-published author, like they wonder, how will I publish my book? So how do you go about promoting your books? Uh, meaning how do you get it out there? Or like, how do I get people to see it? How do you get sales? Um, there's a lot of things that, that I can say there. I think it depends on what you write, who you are. Um, one thing that I think is very important that a lot of uh, first-time authors don't realize is that you're not just selling your work, you're selling your vision and you're selling your identity. Um, so especially as a non-fiction uh, writer, it's fiction and non-fiction are very different when, with how you market them, but this core principle is true for both of them. Um, you want your fans to connect to who you are. You want them to connect to who you are. So for me, um, as a nonfiction author, like I said earlier, everything that I write ties into this one thought, Jesus alone. And so um, even if I'm selling you a book about how to read the Bible, what I'm really putting in front of you is look at Jesus. When I, when I sell you a book about the, uh, looking at the body of Jesus, what I'm really telling you is look at Jesus over and over again. And I teach on that everywhere I go. I talk about that. Um, there's a consistency because it's not just, I didn't just decide a topic and put it on paper. This is who I am. So um, I think that especially for Christians um, or and nonfiction authors, you're going to find that genuine life transformation um, is going to be your greatest um, marketing tool. Um, and that's even true for the fiction world. I, I cannot tell you how many people I know whose lives were genuinely changed when they picked up J.K. Rowling's work. Like, you know, you just, the, a good fiction book will change your perspective um, and, and you will keep coming back for more. So that would be my, my biggest piece of advice for getting sales. First off, don't be depressed when you look at your sales at first and they don't <laughs> look great. Um, just keep going, be consistent and let people into your story. Um, because that's more important than, uh, than anything else. Yeah. Because it sounds like you have a book that's really niche. So like, obviously like the number of people who might be interested in that, like is smaller, but then like you can get really passionate people about that topic yeah. because that's very like specific topic. And so like my next question was about how you promote yourself as a writer, which is a little bit tied to what you said, like being authentic, so showing your true self. What do you do to promote yourself? I use social media. I am not, I'm not into uh, a lot of the um, the more like you know picturey ones. I don't, I don't, I don't jump on Instagram a lot. Um, I don't do Twitter a lot, but I, I do have a good base on Facebook. Um, but really, honestly, any social media platform is excellent for selling yourself as a writer, um, because once again, as my advice is going to be geared towards nonfiction writers, but you can, if you're a fiction writer, you can take this too. 
once again, getting people into your story is the first key in building a platform. And if it, even if you don't want to self-publish, if you want to go to the traditional route, no matter what way you want to publish, you have to build a platform. Um, mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they look at that and they see it um, in their in their head. It's this: How do I manipulate people into wanting my books? Uh, I don't think that's useful. I don't think that's useful. I look at a platform as how do I actually present who I am to the world? How do yeah. I make sure they see who I really am? Um, and how do I make sure that the people who think like me see who I really am? Because like you said, my work specifically, very, it's very much into a, a certain niche. Um, and, and honestly, that's true for everybody. Some of them are larger, some of them are smaller, but you have to find it. You have to know who your people are, where your people are, and then you have to find a way to put yourself in front of them um, and be real. Yeah, I do that through Facebook groups, through um, uh, my, if you ever look at my page, it's very personal. I like to let people know into my, into my story that here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm thinking. Um, I think it's important. And a lot of people are often curious to know if writers, like, is it the way that you earn a living with writing? So I'm curious to know, like, are you mainly an author or like how else do you earn a living speaking or do you get writing grants or do you have a day job? Like how, how do you earn a living? I have a day job and I write. And I would say that they are, they are pretty on par. Um, and I, for speaking and stuff like that, I do speaking occasionally. I, gen, I generally don't charge for that, though. Um, I really don't feel the need to. Um, but yeah, for, so writing and I have a day job. And what other writing projects are you working on? I have so many projects in the works. <laughs> um, this season has just been so crazy. And I don't, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I just feel like there's so much change in the air. Um, so I have, I have a lot I want to say right now. So I'm working on a couple of projects. I have one um, with a friend of mine named Dominique Burleson. Shout out. Um, we're working on a project. Uh, it's called The Voice of Jesus. Um, and our premise is really just that, you know, as, as Christians, we speak for God before the world. And uh, a lot of us don't take that as seriously as we should. Um, and I have another project coming out. These are, this is be in 2020 as well. And it's called What If Love Is Enough? That's with another friend of mine called Kwavi Bao. Um, and uh, we're really focusing on just this idea of what if um, a, a significant amount of the problems around us would be solved if we just learned to view people in the world through the eyes of love instead of through how they can benefit us. If we just learn to love people genuinely and passionately, um, what would the world look like? Um, so I, like I said, it's all tied into the same direction. It's all yes. look at Jesus, but... Uh, both of those will be out in 2020. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm busy this year. Very busy. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and if people want to know more about you and about your books, where can they connect with you? Um, you can go to my website, which is michaellaborn.com. I'll spell the last name for you. It's L-A-B as in boy, O-R-N as in Nancy. Um, I also have a Facebook page. It's just my name, Michael Laborn. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I post occasionally. I promise you probably, uh, it won't be worth your time though. I don't use it very often. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Michael, for sharing your experience as a self-published author and you did publish many, many books. So it was very interesting to hear your take on that. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. 
I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!